Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? No producer today, so if anything goes wrong, uh, well, blame Jared Wackerly. He's uh, taking a vacation. <laughs> back for like three weeks either because he's going on real vacation next week so send all your hate mail to jared at uh jared wackerly on twitter uh and today we're talking three-year rookie draft you're like three-year right. rookie draft what are you doing you're drafting 2023 players no 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 we're gonna take the last three years last combined three classes throw them in a little pool a little baby pool because not a lot of people so it's a little baby pool and we're gonna draft them Superflex. we, we, we did this last year and it, people responded very well to it because it kind of helps you put in perspective how you feel about some of these players in this class versus some of the previous classes. And, you know, obviously we know more about guys in 2020 and 2021 than we do this year, but it helps put some things in perspective. Uh, so it's, it's a fun exercise. It is a good exercise. Absolutely. And it's for that exact reason. Yeah. Cause come draft time. How about, how often you get this tweet? Where would this guy fall in last year's class? Right. 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 Like where would you draft him there? So we're right. going to tell you right and, now. And I, I might even throw in like a little bit here and there. Uh, just, just for, just for the future of where I would be willing to take like a couple of these 23 players. I might just throw some names out there. Well, look at you fancy as, pants. As we go, just, you know, people like to know this stuff. They Dude, do. Bijan Robinson and CJ Stroud are going to go pretty high. They will go pretty high. Bryce Young will go pretty high. We're going to do this as a super flex too. I don't think that is correct. That, right? Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young for me in this court. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I don't know where like, I, I don't like CJ Stroud. I can see going a little bit higher, right. but like, Bryce Young's gonna fall right in that mix of like, he's got an arm. Zach, man. he does. But he's got an arm. yeah, so does Trey Lance. It's true. But but before we get in that, let me tell you about our friends at Prize Picks. I was just in New York this week, so I was like uh, able to actually dabble with some Prize Picks because Ohio is gonna be legal January first of twenty twenty three, and that's like six months from now, almost exactly. And I don't, I ain't got time for that. Mm-mm. So I was in there. I was looking at some futures bets. I was paying some action uh, on some prop bets. I was in there NFL looking at all this. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. I was doing some like five, six player props, trying to get to kind of go for the gusto. That's what that's how I'm not one of those little wins. I went to big wins. Some of other like, I'm just giving them all my money. Yeah, that's all right. We'll find <laughs> out though uh, in six months. And pro- that's what price picks is. It's a prop bet. It's the best legal way to make prop bets. Uh, right now, if you use the promo code nerds, they're going to give you a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Got that bad boy right away. I uh, put a hundred bucks, got 200 bucks in my account and it's going to be all gone by uh, the next time I go to New York. So you go on a prize picks, you get on there, you pick two to five players, you pick their over, under, on their projections, and you go up to 10 times of your entry. And it's just you versus the numbers, right? Like all you gotta do is just win your bet. And that's it. It's not versus you versus 300,000 people. It's you versus yourself. Like, what do you like to over? You like the under, and that's what you pick. And they got every sport, right? Like I'm out here, I'm making all NFL bets. That's what I could do. I did pick one Aaron Savali strikeout uh, bet, uh, lost that one. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but right now, that's what they do. They're prop bets. You get in there for Major League Baseball, soccer, MMA, college basketball, college football when it comes back up, or any sport, they have it. And you can mix the sports is what I love, right? Like, if you want hey, I don't like five NFL bets, but like, ooh, I like this NBA play, bet, right? I like sure. LeBron to get a slam dunk. Over, under, LeBron slam dunk, one. Oh, I'm taking the over. You know I, what I mean? I would take that over as well. It's a slam dunk. <laughs> it's a slam dunk pick. So right now, you get a prize picks. This is what you do. You go on there, use the promo code NERDS. You make your deposit. They're going to give you 100% instant deposit match with that uh, promo code. And then on top of that, what we're going to do for helping support our sponsor is 
Once you do that, there is a link in the show notes uh, of this podcast. You go under the Google sheet, you fill out the email you signed up with for the prize pick. We will verify that you use a promo code and then we will send you a free shirt. And if you have a favorite NFL team, put in the notes what team that is and we'll send you that shirt. Now we have about 20 two NFL team themed dynasty shirts. Now they're not on the site yet for sale. They will be very soon. Uh, but I'm literally, these are the only shirts we send out from in house. And I got about a thousand shirts here uh, in my house. My wife is like, what are you doing with all these shirts? And I'm like, giving them away, giving them away. She's like, who? I'm like our friends that like prize picks. So we have your team. Most likely, unless you're a Ravens fans or a Panthers fan, uh, Besides that, or we got eight other teams, or eight other teams. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple here. other ones. Yeah, you know, if not, I'll send you the closest thing possible. The Bills ones are sweet. Those I ones are nice. They're very American. Like them. I, yep. I, I wore the Saints one the other day, and it was pretty sad. I wore the Bills one yesterday for Fourth of July because I did wear them on Fourth of July, yeah, not the day too. of, but the weekend. And to be honest with you, it could also be the Giants. It's basically the same, same exact color. Scheme. Same exact color scheme. We I call like, it the Buffalo Bills shirt. I like the Raiders color theme, man. I love, oh, yeah, I love nice. the Raiders growing up. I man, almost wore that one tonight. Oh. Tonight I got the, uh, the LA Chargers. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Nice. Very bold. Yep. Matt said he had to have the Chargers. Matt I, came and took about a good style of 10 t-shirts. Well, you know. I was about I, the same. Boat. I had to get Justin Jefferson. I had to get, you know. <laughs> I was like, Matt, what shirts do players? Yeah, basically. I did, oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm like, Matt, what shirts do you want? And he's like, I was like, I got Minnesota. Like, I got to get Justin Jefferson. Raiders like, oh, when my boy Zamir White goes off next year, I got to have the Raiders one. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I showed him the Lions one, thinking he wouldn't want it. He's like, oh, DeAndre Swift. I got to get the DeAndre <laughs> Swift shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing my Tua right now, man. What are you talking about? Dude, they're all yep. so nice. The most comfortable t-shirt. And all you got to do is put, dude, you put 10 bucks in, you get a $30 shirt for free. That's it. And Sport. if your shirt legalizes gambling, we'll find we'll find new promos. We will provide to get these shirts out too, because I know it's not legal in every state. So I'm sure some of you guys are like, dude, I'd give ten bucks for that shirt. Like, you know, it's coming soon. So prize picks, promo code nerds, and you get a chance to get your team audited on our YouTube show. Now let's get into our Superflex Tight End Premium Draft. Matt, you and Garrett, I'll take the third pick because I talked too much already. Yeah. We got you slated for the much. second pick, so just go ahead and pick second. Oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> deal with wait, it. Wait, the deal order? With we we it. just went in this order, you know, yeah. around the table, so it was easy to not forget. Now, the only thing is, are we doing snake? Is it, that's what I was going to ask. Is it snake? It's got to be snake. Oh man! So I pick first, and then I don't get, I don't come back until sixth. Yeah, that's the only way to fairway do it. What do that you think? Is the what only is fair way that's what are you, sure. communist? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Not the commie. <laughs> Shipping this guy to North Korea. Jesus. Yeah, but I just wish that you would have told me beforehand so I could have set this up properly. But oh. I, I'll, I'll I'll fix it on the fly. Um, I'm on gonna make fly. my I'm gonna make my first pick here. I think Marty McFly. Marty so, McFly. Okay, go let's, back again, in time. We're going back. So let me get the ground basis here. Again. Yeah, go ahead. Superflex tight end premium. Right. It's sure. we're taking the last three years of classes. Um, we're not doing like it's twelve teams. It's just literally the three of us. Like we're building a team in a smaller pool. We're trying to build the best team possible amongst these players. Uh, we'll talk about these players. We'll say if we like that pick, if we didn't like that pick, why it's a terrible pick. Terrible pick, Garrett. Um, and kind of give a brief little talk. We'll go too in depth about the player at, at that much, I guess, because we're about to do our team breakdown soon in theory, too. But you know how we get. We'll we get just start gabbing. And, okay. I said this would be pretty self evident. Yeah, so like, like truth. My, my, I mean, my first pick is going to be pretty easy. I'm going to go Justin Herbert, slam dunk of all slam dunks in the super flex. Wow. For the past three years, he's just the best guy. I mean, for, for fantasy purposes, I mean, I think there could be some sort of argument if Joe Burrow has another solid year this year. You know, a year from now, there might be sure. a, a solid uh, kind of between those two guys. But for now, it's Justin Herbert and it's a slam dunk pretty easy. 
easy pick for me. And here's what I'm going to say about the, the, this pick. It's not, it's not more so about Justin Herbert. It's more so about the player and the position in Superflex. And, you know, I remember back when Justin Herbert two years ago, when we were saying, hey, you have to take Justin Herbert number three, we got a lot of tweets like, dude, you can't take Justin Herbert over Jonathan Taylor or whatever. You know what I mean? Or was that the same class? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't take Justin Herbert over Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, yeah, I can every single time. You have to. And, you know, to be fair, I said the same thing about Daniel Jones. Um, we were saying the same thing about Kenny Pickett this year, like taking him number two uh, potentially. And Josh Allen back in the day. Josh Allen. This is the reason why right. in Superflex you have to swing for the fences because when you end up with a Justin Herbert, who was a third quarterback off the board that year I got after a, I, Tua. I got him 10th in our Superflex league. First round, 10th pick. Which is insane, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. It's, it's why I have so many Herbert shares. I remember Nick Whalen in our one league was like, he was at six and Herbert's on the board. He's like, come trade up and get your boy if you love him so much. I'm like, absolutely, I'll trade up and get him. And I got Herbert for like pennies on the dollar there. It's because when you do land it, you have the number one, number two, number three overall startup player in a super flex league. A, a guy that's almost impossible to trade for because these guys are 23 years old. They're already a top five fantasy football quarterback. And now you just locked your position in for the next 15 years. So I love, yeah, this is, to me, it's a no brainer. And I think my next pick here, too, is just as easy a no-brainer, and that's Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because um, I'm still thinking quarterback here. I got to go quarterback. I want a young 23-year, 24-year-old quarterback with elite weapons that's going to give me top six fantasy football quarterback play for the next 10 to 12 years, which, again, that's – by the time it plays out, like if your dynasty league can last that long, which a good league should. Just heads up, not that it matters, but he's 25. I thought because th- he had to sit out the year, yeah. so – I, that's why I said maybe 24. Yeah, so he'll turn 26 in December. But even 20, even it, even there, 10 years. Give me 10 years. Absolutely. Like, which might absolutely. not be as long as some of these other guys, like a Justin Herbert, you know, or something along those lines. Who but same time, 10 years is... Let's assume he stops at 35. We're seeing a lot of quarterbacks yeah. lately go into their late 30s and even hitting in the 40s. Now, we're not projecting him to be Tom Brady necessarily or Drew Brees, but even Matt Ryan's, what, 38 and he's still going. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is in his late 30s. He's still going. Uh, ben Roethlisberger just retired this year at 40. Like a lot of these guys are going into their late 30s and into their 40s. So it's not abnormal anymore for quarterbacks to play that long. Tom Brady's playing with his grandkids. So that <laughs> goes a long way. His, um, his career can like legally drink. <laughs> really? Legally can. drink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so Burrow to me, again, easy pick here. No yes. brainer. This is where it gets, this is where it gets tricky for me though. Uh, because I think I think you guys were absolutely right. I think those two quarterbacks, easily the top two guys, uh, should for sure be the top two players off the board. Here's where it gets tough, because quarterback, we, we've highlighted the importance of the quarterback. They just score so highly. There's only so many of them to go around. But the quarterbacks that we have left at this point, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Tua, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, like, those guys, all good players. Mm-hmm. Nothing against any of those players. But they are not even in the same stratosphere at this point as Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So the, the, the rub for me is where do I take value and where do I take the, the important position? This is super flex tight end premium. So I'm for sure taking with my next pick, Kyle Pitts. I am, I'm not going to lie. I almost thought about taking Kyle Pitts at two uh-huh. because of lack of the position and right. need. Right. And like, oh, Scott, I come these by. last three classes have not had a lot of tight ends, but same thing. Like after Joe Burrow, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is kind of like enticing there. Just For sure. You know what I mean, but like 
after Joe Burrow, there's no for sure thing at quarterback. There is not. So I was like, I got to take Joe. But I really thought about like going into it. I was like, Kyle Pitts. I, I almost wanted three picks just so I could get Kyle Pitts. Just so you could get Kyle Pitts, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going Kyle Pitts here. Uh, going into year two, we know it's going to be Marcus Mariota at quarterback, and that's not overly exciting. And even if he gets replaced mid-year with Desmond Ritter, and I, I like Desmond Ritter, but still for Kyle Pitts, that's not like the most exciting thing ever. But what is exciting is that he's going to get a ton of targets, and he's just a fantastic, fantastic athlete that we know he's going to get force fed the football and he's going to do good things with it just like he did last year really the only thing missing was was touchdowns, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. but tons of receptions tons of yards thousand yards as a rookie never, at tight end almost never happens almost never happens somebody's trying to trade for kyle pitch for me and tight end premium league now and he's offering me like uh buddy of mine named marcel um he's offering me like nick chubb then like david like all these like ancillary pieces i'm like dude no like for a run like you have to, you need to come much stronger. You got to come correct. I mean, he's Kyle Pitts is the kind of person in tight end Premier League. He's going first round of every startup draft. Every startup, probably six to ten in there. Yeah, and you could argue to taking him over after the quarterbacks go, the number one position player next in the league. Yeah, uh, you you could take him. I could see an argument for him going four overall in a startup yeah. in a super flex tight end premium, and I would be fine with it. The only reason I wouldn't do it is because I would settle for Mark Andrews. Sure. Which is crazy sure. to say you would settle. But, like, I'm old. 26-year-old he, stud. Tw- yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just turned 26. I thought yeah. he was 25. So just I'll take 26. that settled. Yeah. So, oh, darn. I mean, Kyle Pitts is 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's so So that's – I mean, he's, he's one of one. Right. In Dynasty right now. Like, he's – to me, he should be on the, on the, the list of um, those elite quarterbacks, how hard they get. Because same thing. There is Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert – you know, there's three of those guys that you feel pretty comfortable with in a startup a draft. And after that, like Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Dak, Dak you're like, okay, Lamar I like Jackson. these guys, Lamar Jackson. Like, okay, Kyle Pitts, it's Kyle Pitts, then Mark Andrews, <laughs> then, and then the Ariva Deitch. That's it. That's it. It is such, it, it's, there's no overdraft, unless you took him one-on-one. There's no overdraft. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I would, I would be almost willing to take him at one-four. I'd still take the quarterback, but I'd be I'd be it, open to it knowing I'm fine with it. Okay, yep. I'm going quarterback, quarterback, when I come back. I hope Trevor Lawrence slips to me and I go like but then you're dealing with like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Something along those lines, or right. Derek Carr. Right. But I like the pick. So that's so that part, even though I was bummed to miss out on the quarterbacks, I felt good about that. This this pick at the turn is is a real struggle for me because yeah. once again, you could go back to the you're quarterbacks. Right. Or you could take the other top position players at other positions. Yep. So you could take a Jonathan Taylor. You could take a Justin Jefferson. You could take a Jamar Chase. And I think those are those are the three that I'm debating. As much as I like Trevor Lawrence, there's still just too much uncertainty where I have very good feelings about those other pieces. Um, and, and I think I'm going to go with Jamar Chase here. Uh, as difficult as it is. Son of a bitch. I thought I was getting the stack. <laughs> I'm taking Jamar Chase here. What he did in his rookie campaign was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'm I'm really expecting him to be a top five dynasty wide receiver for the next decade plus. Yeah, uh, I, I really think he has that ability. He's in the right offense with the right quarterback. Like all of the pieces are in place for him to be extremely successful for a very long time. Really, the tiebreaker for me between him and Justin Jefferson, and it's close, is the fact that we haven't seen Kevin O'Connell yet and how that's going to work. We expect it to be as good, if not better, sure. but we don't know yet. I mean, we don't know how long Kirk Cousins will be there. We don't, like, there's enough of like a, 
maybes, whereas I feel very confident in what's going on in Cincinnati and it'll be there for a long time. So that's the tiebreaker for me, but I could have almost flipped a coin between those two. No, I mean, I get your reasoning. I mean, the correct answer was Justin Jefferson, but I mean, I get, I get, <laughs> I get why you went there and, and I get your reasoning totally. But, um, with that said, Rich, do you have a next pick or are you going to? Yeah, easily for me, Justin yeah, Jefferson. Yeah. And the tiebreaker for me is just, it's, it's T Higgins. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the tie. T Higgins is a very good receiver. Um, they got Joe Mixon. I expect them to add a pretty good probably tight end next year. It wouldn't surprise me if they go draft, sure. uh, you know, uh, what's Michael Mayer. From, Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame next year. Um, maybe sign one in free agency. Uh, they have uh, Tyler Boyd still there as well. So to me, in the AFC North, uh, you know, AFC is pretty tough division. Jamar Chase is still, obviously, you're, you're splitting hairs here. It, it but is. to me, the, the tiebreaker would be, okay, there's T. Higgins there. Like, Justin Jefferson's sure. got Adam Thielen to contend with. And right. he's he's not long for the two. So I'm taking Joe, Justin Jefferson here pretty easily. I'm going to have the young quarterback. I got the young locked-in receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson's my 1-1 in standard PPR dynasty. In regular PPR, he's my 1-1 overall. Uh so to me, this is an easy pick as well. The quarter, I'm with you, Garrett, on the quarterbacks. Like I like a lot of guys here. And this was a 12 team, it'd be a no brainer probably quarterback for me, unless Justin Jefferson was still on the board. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for me, like I just love the player. I love the situation. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I have him as my one one in PPR leagues, back to back years from rookie year to sophomore year as a wide receiver one. Going to probably be the highest paid receiver in the NFL by the time his next contract comes up here. Nothing a kid doesn't do well from getting off the line, his route running, his jump ball ability is through the roof. I'd probably give him a solid 10 if, on the nerd score on that one. I mean, if I had a scale, he'd probably be off of it. So I'd go 11 or 12 out of 10. So, I mean, that's fine. You guys are the worst. I'll never live, I'll never live that down. <laughs> he had an eight. We're acting like I gave him a four. Man. Well, we knew right away his yeah. jump ball skills were through the roof. I mean, so obviously. it wasn't jump ball, it was contested catch. Contested catch. I still love it when Come Matt, correct. I still will ever forget that Matt said he's like, I consider taking Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase on, a, on our show. And I was like, everybody was like, What is this guy crazy now? Yeah, you mean like, CD Lamb? Oh, uh uh no, not CD Lamb. It Jerry was, Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy. Over Jerry oh, Judy. Yeah. And people were like, What over Jerry Judy? That's who it was. Not Jamar Chase. I apologize. That's yeah, right. Different draft. Different draft. Yep. Um, love Justin Jefferson. One one. I know you do. Ever since I saw him in college, so. I swept the leg. Swooped. All right. Um, since my guy is gone, this is actually going to turn out to be a, a little bit of a difficult decision for me now because there is a lot of depth still at wide receiver. There is. Um, and with the top two guys coming off, I'm I'm I might switch gears and go back to the quarterbacks. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is staring me in the face at this it's point. Still on the board. Very hard to say no right there. And. You know, obviously, a three-person league strategy is a little bit different. It than is a, a little bit different. A twelve-person league strategy. So, I mean, I know for a fact a quarterback is going to come back to me if I go wide receiver and then a, maybe a quarterback. Well, maybe well, fancy pants over there. Don't get a little too cocky. But there's also some good running backs, so I know some I can get another backs. good running back. Um, all, I look at all these running backs, and I'm like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's good, but so is Najee Harris. Hey, <laughs> hey, Brevin Jordan's still on the board too. So, I mean, that's an option. Brevin, yeah, Brevin Jordan. yeah, get get yourself a tight end here. Uh, Never too early to yeah, capitalize on yeah, tight end. Yeah, no, I I almost <laughs> forgot about that guy, but yeah, Brevin Jordan, definitely. He's you know from the Texans. He's gonna do. I'm things. just gonna encourage you to take really good picks to help my team. All right, that sounds good. I think I'm gonna go Trevor Lawrence at this point, and Woo! and and just you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the this is a tight end premium or tight end super flex tight end premium. So I'm gonna go Trevor. You got your got your quarterback two. He is now off the board. 
And I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. It's all of these quarterbacks are really, really tough to gauge there yeah. because it's the, the risk versus reward is really, really what you're weighing. Because if these guys hit, they're, you know, probably going to be similar value to Herbert and Burrow. They're going to be, you can get almost anything you want in a super flex leagues if they hit. But most of the players that are still on this list didn't look great last year. Right. And there was a lot of warts and they could, could end up being, you know, uh, Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins or guys in recent drafts that just didn't quite pan out as good as some of these top end guys. So they, they could, it's I, tough. they could, but I'm going to bet on what I saw in college out of Trevor Lawrence. Sure. Um, I'm firm, and I don't blame you. He, I would have taken him probably if I'm firmly in the camp that urban Meyer, that was a, sideshow act and ridiculous the whole last year thing i'm gonna sweep that under the uh, under the rug a little bit move forward as if that kind of never happened and and early offseason stuff is you know trevor lawrence is doing stuff this year and and feeling more comfortable already um in the nfl itself but he's doing things like checking at the line of scrimmage and stuff that he just mm -hmm. never did last year at all he is like getting his feet wet with that kind of stuff early on in the offseason stuff i know that's offseason stuff and it's all fluff pieces sure. but it's again it's better to hear that kind of crap than he's still struggling or he doesn't look great stuff right. stuff you're hearing about like zach wilson right now you know i've i've, I've read a lot of stuff that he, you know he doesn't look all that great so it looks buff though he does look Wait, buff. Why do you read Zach Wilson doesn't look good. I've heard he's having uh, a hard time in camps and stuff. Hasn't I, I good. haven't heard that, but yeah, stop reading that reporter. All right, well, I have no idea. I haven't read any reporter. <laughs> it, it, it could it could very well be true. Who, I'm who still knows? a Zach Wilson believer, so, I'm so that's why I'm a fake quarterback. Cause I know I'm a good Zach Wilson because I like him so much. Well, all right, that's fine. I'm going to have my offseason buys. He's the next Baker Mayfield. Oh man! Oh whoa! That's my that's my <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm in trouble, guys. But now, but now that I have gotten both of my my quarterbacks out of the way, and I have another pick since we're we're here at the uh, the turn, I, I am seriously struggling between: Do I want to get a Jonathan Taylor? Do I want to get that stud, or do I want to get a guy that I I know I love, C.D. Lamb, who's who's finally getting a chance to be the number one guy there in a Dallas offense that's going to be throwing the heck out of the ball. Um, and it really it is a tough decision, but that's where it's it's coming down to for me. And I'm going to fall back onto the the wide receiver is just it's the position that has a longer a longer life a longer mm -hmm. uh, a longer span there. And I'm going to go CD Lamb. I don't I don't hate it. Uh, there's it's it's a different strategy than a normal a normal startup because you're not going to be like oh I'll just wait four picks and then I'll get to make two right. more selections right that's what I mean you know yeah. so so it's definitely a different strategy uh, but there's there's a lot of receivers that I still like that are available but honestly there's a lot of good running backs still available in these top you know eight to ten guys so it, I can't I can't blame you for going CD Lamb I would have went Jonathan Taylor there yeah. but I can't but I can't blame you. I mean, I'm just sitting there in the middle, and this is like, I'm like, oh, everybody's making their picks for me. I got this easy pick for me. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a good I'm pick. Take, I'm taking a young running back, running back one, running back one overall. I know the odds of him to continue to be the running back one overall are really slim. We haven't had a back-to-back -back running back one overall uh, in over 10 years. So the odds of somebody being a running back one overall, the number one running back, I know are slim, but... I feel very comfortable that even if he loses some PPR action to Naheem Hines, he's still going to be a running back one. It's still going to be a run first offense, even with Matt Ryan there. Um, so for me, even though there's a lot of running backs I like, getting somebody as elite as Jonathan Taylor, uh, it's just too hard to pass up. 
on this roster. And look at some of the quarterbacks here. I feel like the difference between Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, and Davis Mills isn't huge. Yeah, like I'm comfortable either way I go. Like I said, I would probably like lean Zach Wilson, but I know you guys would probably take. I know in a regular draft, I'm going to start up right now, all, mm-hmm. all Ohio Dynasty League you and I were in. We broke it down last week, and Zach Wilson slipped. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, what one bad year, but Trevor Lawrence goes high. You know what I mean? It's like sure. how you value him. So I'm still going off my tape analysis. And for me, Zach Wilson somebody I still believe in, but – they grab a running back here, and I usually fade running backs. Um, they get somebody of Jonathan Taylor's stature. Caliber. Yeah, a proven running back, too. That, like, I'm not looking at, like, oh, what is DeAndre Swift going to do this year? Uh, what is J.K. Dobbins going to do? Even though I believe in both players, it's still a question mark whether they're going to give me fantasy football-wise. Uh, like, I could make an argument DeAndre Swift right now is one of the more, like, overvalued fantasy assets out there right now because everything's on what he's going to do, sure. not what he has done, you know? T. Higgins to me is slightly overvalued about what he's going to do because he had some really good games last year, but I think as Jamar Chase involves, that kind of hurts him as well too. So it's hard for me to invest in some of those players that are like, what are they going to do? I do that in a rookie draft, right? Like in startup drafts, it's kind of like, okay, you were hurt last year and that's why you didn't do good or this because of the offense. Okay, well, that's a year off the books. Except when it comes to running backs, right? Because every year for the running back counts, they have a five-year, like the good ones, have five-year shelf lives, essentially. Yep, Those are the good ones. And there's not many good ones out there when it comes to fantasy football uh, production. I mean, Matt and I did a breakdown two years ago on the odds of people being running back ones. Now, running back, not running back one overall, a top 12 fantasy football running back. The odds of being a running once they were running back one once, the odds of being a running back one again in their career was like 17%, it, 23%. It, it drops off so quickly. Somewhere around, was, you can get like a second year and it's like a 23% chance, but after that it's like 16. Yeah, it's like 17%. And then it's like twos. It's, it's it, 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 it almost drops, drops down drastically. It, it drops so down almost nothing. To be a running back one three times, which is a top 12 finish in your year, three times in your entire career. Is under twelve percent. Oh yeah, some of those mm-hmm. lines. So it's like crazy the odds these running backs. It's why you got to churn and burn right. them in dynasty. It's why we preach hashtag two three year window for years because mm-hmm. it's hashtag two to three year window running back. And you know you can you can make a good viewpoint of that as like a hashtag two to three year comp you know competitor wise where you're competing in your league. Like this is my window hashtag two to three years, and that's where you invest in those running backs. But it's a small window, so. Given a guy like Jonathan Taylor here, like I'm still in that rookie window. He's going to see a second contract. And I also view him as an outlier running back as well, which again, those outlier running backs now give you those uh, four to six year windows, which those guys, again, they're outliers. They're very hard to Total come by. Yep. And even when you think you see them, a la Saquon Barkley, who was the number one overall running back his first year. Right. Here we are with Jonathan Taylor, number one overall running back. After that, one injury, Bad offensive line, bad quarterback play, and all turns out to back-to-back injuries, he doesn't play again. So Saquon Barkley goes from 1-1 startup to like, oh, I could probably get him here in the third round. Just in his yeah. one year. One year of a running back one number. So so let's do one more pick, and then I'll kind of recap what we have so far. All right. So, oh, so you're going to make me stop in the middle of my picks. Yeah. Make it look pretty because I'm going to recap. Yeah. I... Okay, because we're recapping now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boy. I'm gonna go with Javante Williams. Yeah. Uh, the the quarterbacks that are still here are 
we've talked about them quite a bit, so I I don't have to recap it too much, but there's still a lot of risk. I don't love any of them significantly more than I love the others right now. I know you guys have taken some quarterbacks, so Mm -hmm. I might have a little bit of time to wait a little bit more. I better be careful to not wait too long, but uh, because I know you guys will take three and four. Yeah, screw you, Uh, man. Yeah, I'm going home with all the quarterbacks. I'll take all the tight ends. (laughs) You guys won't have any tight ends. I won't have any quarterbacks, and we'll be great. Uh, So, yeah, but I'm going to take Javante Williams here. You could easily make an argument for Najee Harris. You could easily make an argument for DeAndre Swift. You could even potentially make an argument for Brees Hall. I think all of these guys are in a very similar tier. They're young guys that either haven't proven it fully yet, uh, or in the case of Najee Harris, I have some like, he, he had a great season, but disappointing metrics and things sure. like that, yeah, where yeah, yeah. I'm concerned about the new young quarterback, how quickly he releases the ball. So bad offensive line. So they all kind of have like a, eh, with them. Sure. But they're all good potential. I mean, you could you could have all of these guys in your top five. I think the only one, uh, not Brees Hall probably, but the only one that would potentially replace him would be a guy like Christian McCaffrey. But the rest of these guys, these young running backs, are probably all in your dynasty top five right now. So I, I could go either way on a lot of these guys. But since we're recapping now, I'll stop with my boy, Javante. Williams. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think he's on. I got to rebuttal this. Go right ahead, man. Rebuttal yeah. it. I don't think it's a good pick. Um I think Javante Williams is one of the most overrated players in Dynasty, which, again, just because I say he's overrated in Dynasty doesn't want to think he's a bad player whatsoever. But I think Javante Williams is like Nick Chubb, right? And I don't have any Nick Chubb shares going to share them all because, you know, is he like probably running back one? Probably for sure. Probably like eight, nine, ten range right around there. That's sure. where I kind of view him. Uh, they bring in Russell Wilson. They got three dynamic receivers there. They have a, you know, they draft a good tight end in um, – Dulcich. Dulcich. They have Albert O there. And they bring back Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon last year obviously was a 100% 50-50 split. And mm-hmm. doesn't mean I believe 100% it's going to be a 50-50 split this year. Doesn't mean that. But he was a 50-50 split last year. And Melvin Gordon's a very solid NFL running back. Russell Wilson comes in. They're going to throw the ball a little bit more. You don't make that huge trade. And you don't have all those dynamic receivers without throwing the football more. I just think Javante Williams, because he does look so good when he runs the football, mm-hmm. but I think he falls in that kind of the mold of Nick Chubb. Because when Nick Chubb runs the football, you're like, why don't they give him the ball all the time? He's one of the best runners in the NFL, but still does not equate to the fantasy points that I want. So for me, Najee Harris is going to get those touches. That at Remember, least I have back-to-back picks. I understand you do, and I think it would be a smart <laughs> move. But I'm just using this as a whole, even in startups. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like where Javante Williams goes over guys – like, I would take Brees Hall over Javante Williams. No. I think he's a more dynamic running back. I think he has a better opportunity to get more carries in him. I don't think he'll split the ball 50-50 with uh, Michael Carter. I don't uh, think he's going to split my 50-50 with, with Melvin Gordon. If Melvin Gordon was that significant in their plans, they would have signed him not a month after free agency opened. So I don't think he. I don't think it's going to be a 50-50 split. I think he'll be involved, but I don't think it's going to be a 50-50 split. I, th- and I think worst case is 60-40. My nerd score is, was higher for Javante Williams than Brees Hall, so I don't think he's a better prospect either. Again, this is not a knock on Javante. It's not. I think he's a dynamic runner, but again, the best comp I give it to is Nick Chubb, because I think Nick Chubb is one of the best, if not the, you know, arguably the best pure runner in the NFL. So do you just not think he'll get the receiving work? Is that, is that I don't think, I don't you... think the receiving work could be there okay. for him. Um, I think the touches will be okay. Again, I still think he's a running back one, which is right. fantastic in itself. It's just, I think as a whole, where he's going at running backs, like I would rather just fade and go a different position for where he goes. Now, obviously, this is a three-person draft, but I'm talking about the grand scheme of sure. things is like, 
And I'm a Browns diehard, right? And like, right. I don't have zero Nick Chubb shares, even though I want him, because I think he's overvalued in some people's eyes. Well, one, he's 27, which doesn't help the cause either for Nick Chubb. But for me, it's just, I, I, but, I but think Nick he, Chubb has been faded because of the receiving work forever, and he still just ends up being an RB1 every season. So he produces on the running back, you know, you draft him at running back 10, 12, 13 every year, and he produces on that if not better every single season especially on a per game basis because he missed some time as well just and, my own two cents no I, and i get what you're, you're what you're coming at rich and and i do struggle with the the Brees hall and javante williams because I, I i see Brees hall as almost like a matt forte type of guy very yeah. smooth runner he's mm-hmm. i think he's gonna be very involved in the passing game and, and javante williams i think is is just for me he's a more enjoyable guy to watch like i like the way he sure. runs the football i i I want to I want to see him do that kind of stuff and break tackles and be aggressive. He's 22. And yeah, and 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 I want to see him in a full workload though. And and, and I don't think he's going to get that this year. I think he's sure. I think Brees Hall is probably going to get a larger share of the workload to your point, Rich. Um, than Javante is. I don't think it's going to be 50-50 with, with, with Javante and Melvin. I think he is going to get a larger uh, uh, share, like you, like, you, like you mentioned mm-hmm. also, like around a 60-40 type of thing at least. Um, but we're also looking at a much better offense in Denver than ex- we are exactly, with the Jets. Exactly. So there, may, there might be a lot more, more opportunities, opportunities to, to like grind out games towards the end when they're just up and they just need to run the ball. You know what I mean? So there might be some good kill, game-killing situations for Javante Williams. But that's Goes probably full 50 50 though in those game killing situations where it's like Melvin and Javante for sure. Maybe, but it's, it's more red zone opportunities, so that's more scoring he's, opportunities. He's I'm the just type of guy that all the good offenses always give more opportunities. And he's the type of back that as the game goes on, he's he pounding better. and pounding and pounding, and then he's just he's going to break a big one, the game's going to be over, and that'll be the you know. That'll be the thing. That'll be the end of it for him. I would just do the same thing that I did Javante Williams I did two years ago with all my Nick Chubb shares, is I'm selling. Like, he's, he's at. He's at very peak value right now. He's like running back five overall, somewhere around those lines. Mm-hmm. And I think you can get a really good running back in return plus some. You know what I mean? Like on top of that. So when I say I trade players, it doesn't mean I don't think it's a good player. It's just I think the value is there. So for me, I'm trading Javante Williams. And I'm, put, I'm putting his name out there at least because I think if you put him out there for trade, I think what you can get back and negotiate, you'd end up being very happy with. And, and I, have that, no, that's, I have no problem trading him. We've done that in a couple of our team yeah. audits where I, I've Every advocated. Time we've done him. You know, he's our number one player. I, I advocated trading him. But I this is, he's obviously, any running back, if you're taking him this early, you're, you're looking at him more as contender mode than in rebuild mode. So let's get a recap. So real, real quick. about our friends, and we'll get keep going. Yeah, let's real go. quick recap. Um, Rich has Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, very balanced. He, he's got one of each there. <laughs> I've got Justin Jefferson, or Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and CeeDee Lamb. So I, I'm very quarterback heavy. I'm probably going to have to hit up some other positions here soon. And Garrett here has got the only tight end uh, with Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Javante Williams also. Um, balance, but needs needs to hit up those quarterbacks He's pretty a soon. Quarterback, yeah. but I got the tight end. So you do. Before Gary makes his te- next pick, a guy to remember our friends at FFPC. Now I said earlier in the show when we were talking about a guy like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, like the pleasure of having that player on your team for ten to fifteen years. That's a lifetime. 
Now, the biggest concern you have to have is, will your league last that long or will it fold, right? Like, we are blessed to be in this community. Our leagues never fold because we have enough people on Twitter that follow us that want to play with long in Dynasty. We can always mm-hmm. fill a spot. Or our home league was so good, it's going on for 18 mm-hmm. years, right? Not everybody has that privilege, right? The biggest worry you have to do, that's even going to do with the prog- uh, productive struggle, um, is... When you sell all your picks, you go real young for the future, and then the league folds in three years. You literally wasted your money, mm-hmm. right? You had a, you had fun doing it, but you wasted your money. Our friends at FFPC take that worry right from you because from their inception in 2010, they've never had a dynasty league fold. I love inception; it's a great. So name. that alone is worth the price of admission. the The comfort to know that this league will always be running, no matter what moves I make. What transactions I make, I'm going to have a dynasty league that I don't have to worry about playing for the future because the future will be there. Mm-hmm. I hear too many stories and, and lately, definitely now with Twitter and everything, where these leagues start up and a couple years down the road, they just fold, right? And it's just devastating some of these owners, definitely for the stakes, whoever, what stakes you might be in. Well, I mean, there's some there's some cases where you're 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 tanking for two years. You're yeah. just basically donating because you know you're going to stockpile this team and, and be awesome for four or five years after that and then right. the whole thing folds you're like oh great cool. yeah imagine that the year you're ready to compete and go for it all and win three in a row the league folds fepc is not only that your league they're going to last but they're gonna give you a wide range of way to play dynasty anywhere from 77 dollars to 2500 dollars league so if you want to start you know you've been playing dynasty for a while you're ready to take your game to the next level ffpc has got the teams for you they have various league scoring uh, best ball, super flex, unique tri-flex format with larger rosters, no kickers or defense. Um, they're active all year long. Renewals and trading begin shortly after the fantasy playoffs wrap up. Uh, they're licensed fantasy game operators, so all prizes are protected and paid promptly upon conclusion of the season. There, there's tons of trade-in, uh, definitely around the rookie draft and roster cutdowns. These leagues are monitored by dedicated dynasty commissioners to ensure safe and level playing fields. And right now, you get in there and get $35 off any new FFPC startup registration by using the promo code NERDS. Go to myffpc.com, myffpc.com. Use that promo code NERDS. You're going to get $35 off. Take your Dynasty team, secure it, and make sure your team's in it for the long haul so you can enjoy listening to Dynasty Nerds podcasts using our tools to build that three-peat Dynasty champion. Garrett, back back on the clock with pick number 10. And I'm going to pair my maybe slightly riskier pick with a slightly safer pick in Najee Harris. So I will take my second running back off the board. Um, Even though I'm not the biggest uh, Najee truther in the world, the confidence that you can have in the amount of touches that he will be receiving over the next three seasons is awesome. I mean, it's 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 just going to be great. Now, how long will we be able to go after that? I don't know. And at this point, I don't really care that much. I'm worried about these next three seasons. I think he's going to touch the ball 300-plus times I agree. every single season. Yep. I don't know that it'll be efficient. I don't know that it'll be for crazy yardage. Three and a half yards carry 300 times. You do the math. <laughs> it works. Yep. So, so even though I think his, Najee is a – he has the higher ADP right now than Javante. Mm-hmm. This was more just my way of saying, like, I still like Javante a little more. I understand it. So, but I would pair those guys together because I think you get the, the higher upside. You pair that with a little bit safer pick. Yeah, can't go wrong with Nasha Harris. He's guy's just an absolute stud. You're going to ride him to the ground for the next four years. His sell window will be next year, 
um, mm-hmm. where you'll get peak value for them. But can't go wrong with the pick. Now, I'm on the clock here with pick number 11. And the player I'm going to take is somebody who I don't think might have a chance to come back to me. Okay. It's Michael Pittman Jr. Hmm. You know, he was wide receiver 17 overall in PPR leagues last year, doing better. I know CeeDee Lamb averaged 0.6 points more than him last year on a per-game basis because he averaged 14. But he's on the same level as DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins averaged more points per game than he averaged 15.7. But this is somebody who I'm looking at, not what he did last year even, which was wide receiver 17 overall in PPR leagues, which is a high-end wide receiver too. That's a championship-caliber player. To go with my Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, and Joe Burrow, I love it. But I think with Matt Ryan being there, with better weapons hopefully healthy around him, guys like Paris Campbell there to be a little bit healthier around him, I think Michael Pittman can actually solidify himself this year in year three to be that true wide receiver one in fantasy football. I think if he can't be wide receiver like 12, 11, right around there, depends how the touchdowns come along. He'll be, he'll be that Robert Woods, like borderline, like 13 right around there. And that's just a player that I love to have on my roster. He's probably one of the most affordable dominant receivers with such a high ceiling sure. uh, at so at such a young age. So, you know, he's probably in that like Deontay Johnson kind of category, but to me, it'd be Michael Pittman Jr. over Deontay Johnson for sure. Um, I think he's locked in as Indianapolis's number one receiver Correct. for the foreseeable, foreseeable future. I think he will get a long-term contract there for sure. The question mark is his quarterback, but he's already done it with mediocre quarterback play. He's a dominant, true alpha jump ball, go get the receiver. He's the Mike Evans that's mm-hmm. you know eight years younger. So give me Michael Pittman Jr. I wasn't for sure he was going to come back to me here, so I got to get him where uh Got to get him where I need him. Real, real quick question on this, because I don't hate the pick. I've talked about Michael Pittman a ton on this show. I drafted him in a recent startup. I, I love Michael Pittman Jr. What caused you to take him over T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle? I think that's the, the question that a lot of people listening might wonder. Because he's the true number one on this team. And okay. fantasy production comes from targets and receptions. With T. Higgins, I'm worried about Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, can they, they both be wide receiver ones? For sure, they could be. But in the AFC North, in Cincinnati, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think T. Higgins would be like that wide. I think he's going to be like what Michael Pittman did last year. Anywhere from wide receiver 14 to 17 on a, on a yearly basis possibly, which is still really good. Mm-hmm. But what I'm shooting for with Michael Pittman is the upside. Like I think I think Michael Pittman's floor is T. Higgins, personally. I think T. Michael Pittman's a better fantasy outlook receiver than T. Higgins because he's the number one. Now, is Jalen Waddell more electric, more exciting? Was he a top 10 fantasy football wide receiver? Did Jalen Waddell finish as, where was he last year? Number 14, 13 overall? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, dynamic. But they bring T. Terry Kill, and two is there, too. You know what I mean? And they got Mike Kosicki. So for me... And I don't know uh, how so Mike McDaniel's going to run. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's, tar- it's target-based. It's, 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 tar- it's, yeah. it's a volume target-based. Same thing like I want the running back that's getting all three down carries, right? I don't care how talented he is. I just know he's getting all the carries. So same thing. Is Najee Harris the most talented running back in the NFL? Absolutely not. But he's getting all the carries. Right. So that's who I want. Carries equal fantasy points. Targets and receptions, and a guy who has short, sure hands like Michael Pittman Jr. is going to equal fantasy football production. Matt Ryan can push the ball downfield. You know, any. He's going to be the alpha there, and he doesn't have a lot of competition that worries me whatsoever. From tight end to uh, to the other receivers. And the best other one, probably one of them argue the best of the receiving options is a running back in Naheem Hines. So for me, it just comes down to the alpha. I don't want to settle for the number two guy on their own team. 
Okay. That's that's what it boils down to me. So give me the team's number one receivers where, I mean, even a guy like Chris Godwin would lock me in ahead of those guys. If he, well, he has Mike Evans to yeah. be there too. But he, to me, he seemed like he was a number one option when he was. <laughs> that's quarterback situation. But to me, I'm always looking for that true number one receiver on that team. It's why I like Amari Cooper so much this year. Right. He's going to get fed all the targets. All the targets. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is actually going to be a pretty tough decision for me now. Um, Michael Would you Pittman. Michael Pittman is my question. I I was eyeballing him, um, and I knew he definitely wouldn't come back to me. And looking at the rest of these guys, it is a smorgasbord of guys that I love. They're young, talented guys, but they are going to have to split carry or not split carries, targets. but split targets because they're going to be you know they're going to have to earn their way to a number one target in their own offense. Um, and Jalen Waddle is a guy that I love, and I'm. I'm having a hard time not taking him right here. Um, and, and, and I know Rich just laid out a pretty convincing argument, uh, you know, kind of against him. No, I still love Jalen Waddle a ton, by the way. Right. And T. Higgins. I mean, we, we saw T. Higgins ball out last year. We I like Jalen Waddle and, way more than T. Higgins. And, I mean, do we know for 100% certainty that Tyreek's the number one and yeah, Jalen Waddle's the, the highest paid player in the position at the time. Of course he's the number one. But we see guys get paid all the time and not produce up to their contracts. We've seen Tua and Jalen together. I'm not saying it's the likely scenario, but I don't know that we can say with absolute certainty which one's the number one. And Fair. That, that may even be... Well, I know who's going to the number one coverage. I was going to say that may even be a coverage-based thing and Could a week-to-week type of thing. How, how our teams are going to play them. Who, I mean, who's got two cornerbacks that can keep up with both these guys. It's going to be who has one quarterback or cornerback that can keep up with these For guys. For real though. Yeah. It's, I'm, this is a situation I'm really excited to see play yeah. out. How, how mm-hmm. Mike, and it, I love the coach and Mike McDaniels, how he's going nope. to like utilize this. If anybody's going to be smart enough to utilize them, like For sure. we preach the run game, the run game. It's like, here's another thing we don't think about. How many times are Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill going to get carries out of the backfield? Like Debo did. It could absolutely a lot. happen. Yeah. A lot. I mean, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. I, if you don't I take mean, Jalen Waddle, I'm taking him. I already took him. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> he said, I already, I, I already him. marked you know, him down. I, do, I, I, I love Jalen Waddle a ton. Um, so he he's off the board. Jalen Waddle's my pick. Um my team's starting to look a little lopsided, and I don't love the running back situation aside from a few guys. So I'm gonna have to go with my highest rated guy here and just go DeAndre Swift. It's a good pick. Um, was there was no pick. way he was gonna get to you, so I don't even he say to the Lions nerd shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> had it had to get DeAndre. It was, had to it was it. written in tri-blend. Yes, it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a guy that was before his injury. He was a top five guy. It was RB five. Yeah. Yeah. RB five last year. And that was week one through like 11 or 12 or something. Yeah, He was, was averaging over 18 points a game. Yep. He was playing really well. And, you know, we talk about sharing carries that Jamal Williams was there and he was still doing that. Yep. So it, yeah, he's, he's a player. Uh, he is definitely a player. Um, uh, you know, and, and right now he's one of these guys that's, that's jumping off the page at me as like a, this is the, the top rated guy. So I got to grab him. Okay. That's okay. fair. Um, so to me, looking at this, this is a little tougher for me because now it gets really broad in what I like. So there's a player I want to take here, but I think it'll come back to me. So I won't. And I'm going to take... I'm going to take Justin Fields. Ooh. I'm going to take Justin Fields, my number two quarterback. (laughs) You still haven't picked one yet. And he was my next pick. (laughs) I I see you. That was a little gamesmanship over here. I see you. 
Uh, you know, he did have... Uh, I thought about screwing Garrett and taking a quarterback <laughs> just to spite him, but I looked at my own team and went, nah, I need to get some players. Yeah. Fields had a couple QB1 games last year, showed some upside, real tough situation for him overall. Had a, mm-hmm. They blew up that whole coaching staff there. Uh, didn't really improve his receiving weapons drastically there, but still, you know, with his mobility... What I'm looking to see out of Fields this year is I'm looking to take another step forward, right? To be a little bit better than he was last year. And then hopefully year three, when the Bears are more set up to take that big step forward, I think that's when it'd be a little bit more ready to compete. Get that number one receiver on their roster, draft a guy. Um, I still think they'll probably have a top 10, top 12 draft pick this year. I agree. Now's the time to buy him, though, because you won't be able to afford him when he does that in 23. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I mean, they could find themselves in a position to like pair him up with his um, old teammate Jackson Smith and Jigbutt. That'd sure. be such a great pair in there. Deontay um, Johnson's another guy that's likely to hit free agency. Free agency. He right could here. hit there as well. And yeah. same thing. You all of a sudden you sign Deontay Johnson to a big long term contract and then draft Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. David Montgomery gets an extension that's worthwhile. Then you have a very with Cole Komet. Cole Komet and, and Darnell Mooney. And Darnell Mooney, you have a very solid core Yo, there yep. in, in Chicago. So I look for this to change, maybe not necessarily this year. It's a long-term outlook for me. I like his mobility more than I like it than Tua's. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got a stronger arm than Tua. I really like his downfield ball. Um, so for me, Justin Fields is my pick. It's a great pick. I am going to make our last pick of the show, but then we're going to tune in. If you turn into the Nerd Herd, you'll get to see us finish this draft. Right. So we'll finish it up here. I'll only make one pick. I won't do a second pick. Just make one. Tempting as it'll be. Uh, and at this point, before I get screwed over, I got to take a quarterback uh, because they're, I, I don't trust you guys. So <laughs> I am going to take Tua here. Uh, I, we, we just talked about the Dolphins offense, how electric this offense could be this year. New head coach, two of the fastest players in the game, period, period regardless of position, two of the fastest players in the game. This could be that we could see a maybe a Bengals-type leap this year out of the Miami Dolphins. We could see something to that caliber where this offense goes from like, eh, it's fine, to like, holy cow, like this this is an offense. Still got Mike Kosicki there for at least one more season. And at this point, they don't have a great running game, so they're going to have to rely on the passing game. They got 100 backs. What do you mean they don't have a running game? I think they'll figure it out. (laughs) I think they'll figure it out, too. If you have five running backs, you don't have one running back. I bet bet Raheem Mostert, I'm telling you, like is – gonna look real good these first couple weeks till he gets hurt like he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> i drafted zaquandre uh, white like yeah. super late in my draft just you thought a, it was zamir didn't you no i already <laughs> had him on my team <laughs> z white z white still him. here in the sixth round no way <laughs> yeah so I, I i just had to take Tua here trey lance is an option but i mean we're talking about the ultimate risk reward guy there. That's very risky play. And not that he's not worth it at this point, but I would like to play a hair safer. And and I know Tua has his own risks to him as well. All these guys at this point have a little bit. But he's a little bit more insulated with what's around him. Like I think, I think Tua could put up a very solid quarterback, like high end quarterback two year, just because of what the pieces around him. I think, you know, he has two players that you just got to get the ball in their hands within the five yard line. And they're going to create for you because they're so dynamic and waddle. And in uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. And I think, you know, Mike Kosicki is so athletic. He has such good hands. I mean, you got to think about those crazy one-handed catches he made last year that's going to really open up the middle of the field as well, mm-hmm. which with Hill and uh, Tyreek Hill, Kosicki, the middle should be so – I mean, so open. good luck being a con- corner linebacker trying to stop Mike Kosicki. 
Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a chance Mike Gesicki could have a fantastic year because of these guys, and you think he's going to have a worse year because of these two guys. Uh, I think a run game will finish, finish figure itself out. They he have might Sonny just Michelle be in the there, middle Edmonds. of the field doing jumping jacks. Just, throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Yeah, so I think I think Tua, you know, in the way Mike McDaniel's going to get the ball in the hands in the passing game to the running backs as well. I think Tua's going to be a very solid product of sort of surroundings. I think as long as he says up route with the weapons around him, he's quarterback seventeen at worst case scenario. And yep. does just enough. Now, the, that doesn't mean he is. The only thing that worries about me is is the NFL shift into the haves and the haves nots. Like, basically, sure. like the Cleveland Browns had a quarterback that they took number one overall that <laughs> got into the playoffs for the first time since pretty much 1994. Um, or, well, well, no, I'm sorry. They, they went Would it be the land on 2002? We went to the playoffs. Yeah, him and Kelly uh, Holcomb had the, him right. Ben Roethlisberger each threw for 500 yards. But, you know, and then. They saw that and was like, saw the, what's going on with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and uh, Pat Mahomes. They're like, listen, we can't compete with that. We still have to do better. So the thing that worried me long-term with Tua is they go there and like, listen, we have an opportunity to get C.J. Stroud. We have an opportunity to get Baker Mayfield or right. something like we can do well, better. Well, somebody other than Baker Mayfield. But well, yes. I mean, right I'm just trying to think any yeah, quarterback. Like, yep. You know, in a weird scenario, Deshaun Watson got suspended all year and Baker started and they won the Super Bowl. You know, my dream come true. Um, <laughs> you so, know, I, I think there's, that's the only thing that would concern me. But right now, I mean, just he's tremendous value because there is some risk there. But listen, in Dynasty, if you want to find value and get the really good player, you got to go for the risk, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to risk it because otherwise you're paying me in premium price. And I think Tua falls in that line of, wow, what if he finishes a quarterback one? Now this value just skyrocketed so for the record i just wanted to throw this out here real quick because i said i would mention some of these guys so with what we did in these first what was it like six or seven rounds for us five but that was it Holy yeah God. only five rounds um it felt like forever <laughs> uh, but there, there's definitely guys in the 23 class i would have taken you could make an argument for Bijan right after jonathan taylor i don't know that i would go quite that high um, he would be in a similar range right now as Brees Hall. I'd probably have him maybe even a hair of Bre- ahead of Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. So he would probably go in here right right around now is probably where he would go. But he could go even higher. I've seen people take him that high. I uh, think he would go higher because I think he'd go higher than Javante where you took him there. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I could yet. I don't think I could take him over Najee or Swift yet. But it's close. Okay. It's, it's close. I, I mean, just the youth is just always. It's it's, it's always so tempting. But I've heard people that talk have talked about it and said, Bijan Robinson is the number two dynasty running back right now. I've I've heard that said. I, I don't know that I'm there, but Dick, I get. It. I'm a huge huge believer in that man. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we've done right. it for years with running backs. I'm like, oh, you just can't put him there. I'm like, I absolutely can because I think I saw the tape. I think it's good enough. And give me the fresh four year legs. Give sure. me like I want that four. Like right. why we did it with Zeke. I mean that that was the best example I think of it. I said Zeke when Zeke came out. You were on the show, yeah. I said Zeke's the number one overall dynasty running back right now. And people are like, oh, you can't do that. He's never took a step in. A I'm like, yeah, I can. Like he's the best running back right now with coming sure. into the league sure. and. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm going to give him that rookie contract. And it's like year two. Like, we just lost 25% of that value. No. Like, how many years in the year, league? 25%. How many How many years in the league right now for Zeke? Is it five six. or six? I think six. He was part of the 2016 class. So okay. six? Yeah, so six. So it's... He's been a running back one every year? Every single year. That's uncharted terror. I mean, not uncharted, but it's like unheard of type of right. production. It's Alvin Kamara, right. LaShawn McCoy. It's right. unheard of production. Right. Nobody does it. So, you know what I mean? Just, just, just for the record, then right after Justin Fields and ahead of Tua, I would probably be willing to take 
both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So that would kind of be the the line there for me would be okay. between Fields and Tua is kind of right there. I don't think any of the receivers would have gone for me yet. At this point, I think all of these receivers are still more established, better star receivers, and all still so young that I couldn't put them ahead. Michael Mayer is the interesting one. Uh, I don't think he would have gone yet either. He'd be right around Pat Frymuth range. Uh, Whenever he goes, that'd be a similar range probably for Michael Mayer. I'm, I'm real interested to see C.J. Stroud this year, if he could continue off what he did last year. Because if you remember right, C.J. Stroud started the season a little rough. Very right? like rough. His yeah. accuracy was off. He wasn't looking really good. And then, I mean, he, he just... Took off. He just, his every aspect of all three phases of the field, like he was just dominating. Clint. So yep. if he could do that again this year, he's going to win the Heisman. He's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, he's got the weapons around him with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, I mean now it's not next year, but they, just, they got the top three receivers Ohio State did coming in the next they year's did. class as well. So I'm real interested to see C.J. Stroud's progression. Like how, yep. how much better he is. I'm excited to watch him from... Last year at the beginning to like the end of his of this year as well to see how much better he gets because he has a chance to do something pretty special. Absolutely. And and speaking of Ohio State, I don't know that Travion Henderson is that far away from from B. John Robinson. Mm. Travion Henderson in the twenty twenty four class, he's he's an absolute stud. He is an absolute stud. Already NFL built as a true freshman. Yes. Like I don't think he's I don't think he's that far away from Bijan Robinson. So I, I think he right now is the clear cut one oh one in twenty twenty four. Outside of the quarterbacks. We don't we don't really know a lot about the quarterbacks yet there. We'll see. All right. So that's it for this show. Make sure you tune in to uh the Nerder Show, which is coming up next to finish this draft off. A uh, nice little fun thing in the summertime to do right here. Yeah. And you know, if you're not a Nerder member, make sure you get in there, check it out. I know the season's summertime, so it's kind of like, hey, my, a lot of people this time of the year are like a little off, listen to podcasts and things along those lines. But August is right around the corner. <sighs> and to start to get ready for this dynasty fantasy football season, there is no off season. No, but off-season. if you're lackadaisical in July, hey, it's hot out. You know, you're trying to sure. work that dynasty summer bot. Yeah. I get it. Stick your feet in a little pool. You got to get in this nerd herd, man. Yep. You got to get in the, the rookie film room. You got to get in the dynasty GM. Got your teams uploaded in there. We mentioned FFPC. It's totally compatible with the dynasty GM. We have all the tools, all the rankings, everything that you need. We got a lot coming to our app. You know, we right now it's a mock draft app. A lot coming that way. Make sure to download that uh, dynasty nerds app. Right now you can do some fun mock drafts, but it's going to get better. Uh, so much more coming at DynastyNerds.com. Check us out. For the price of a cup of coffee, you get all the tools that you need to dominate your Dynasty Fantasy Football League. And, of course, extra podcasts, which really comes in handy well, all year long. Rookie all season, in season. Long. So we'll be here for you. See you next week. Talking ADP jumpers. Ooh. Ooh mm. Can't wait. Who do we think will have, uh, you know, from their ADP now, who do we think will take some of the biggest leaps? Who's got the- their Air Jordans on? Boing. Boing. That would be a two-episode show, too. Could be. Tune in. Find out. Adios.